Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of my movie story. This is my Christmas movie story. Uh, so we're uh, the fi- technically the final episode of season one. We did a Halloween special back in October, and uh, you may have seen me reach out to you online, inviting you to come on and speak about your favorite Christmas movie. So we've got a couple of interviews lined up, and I'd like to welcome back Carmen Leal, who we had on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Good to see you again, Carmen. How are you? I am fantastic, and I am so honored that you invited me back. I didn't screw up too bad, so yay! No, it's my honor. Honestly, your your episode was great. Um, we had a fantastic conversation about your three movies, and if anyone has not seen Carmen's episode, go back and check it out. Episode nineteen, um, fantastic uh, conversation there about three uh, really great films. So make sure you go and check it out. And we're just um, days away from Christmas now, Carmen. So what happens for you on Christmas Day? What are what are your traditions? Well, ironically, I go to the movies. I love <laughs> movies probably yes. more than you do. Uh, my son and his family always go to other grandma's house. So my Christmas is very quiet. I only moved here a few years ago. I don't have those. I have no other families. Um, so we're, we just kind of hang on ourselves. I'll probably yeah. cook something decadent that is calorie full and we shouldn't eat, but okay, calories don't count on Christmas. That's but tradition is I must go to a movie in a theater every Christmas or it is not Christmas. Yep. And that stems from as a child, we were very poor, eight kids, um, and we only got to go to the movies once and it was on Christmas. Wow. We'd all go and we got to buy popcorn. And so <laughs> that's my tradition because I just remember it. And the only time I've missed that was when I lived in Africa because we had no electricity and no movie theaters. So I, I did miss two years, but I, I plot out and I do not have this year's movie yet, but right. I'm very careful yep. and I buy tickets in advance. Yep. And as long as I get my movie, it's yeah. Christmas. Right. Excellent. Yeah. So you can, something to look forward to. And it's interesting hearing other people's Christmas traditions. Um, here in Australia, for most people, it's Christmas Day. Um, some people do a Christmas Eve thing, go to Midnight Mass. Uh, our big movie day is Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. And it's also, we have uh, the Boxing Day sales, which is like Black Friday after Thanksgiving. Right. And everyone flocks to the shopping centre um, with their vouchers that they got for Christmas or to exchange a gift they got, which they didn't like, um, <laughs> and, and go, yes, and go and here. movie. So. Yeah, so we'll yeah um, we might try and get to the movies ourselves or between Christmas and New yeah. Year. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting when you live yeah. somewhere that has um, so many people who were immigrants and they moved here and they bring along their traditions. So we have mm-hmm. quite a big German American population here, and there are there are Christmas Eve people. Yeah, is when the big shebang is. Um, so it just I think it's interesting to see traditions. And then if you follow, go backwards and see where their families actually came from, you better understand why they do what they do when they do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah. um, Well, I hope it's a good Christmas for you. And And I hope so for you and for your your listeners. Hopefully Santa's good to you as well. And um, yeah, well, we're here to talk Christmas movies and I'm really excited about the movie you've chosen <laughs> because for many years there's been a lot of debate <laughs> over whether or not this is a Christmas film uh, and I think now it's pretty much the conversation is over. There might be a few people out there who disagree but 
you know, um, not just a great Christmas film, but one of the best action movies ever, you know, launched the career of its star. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to you and tell us what is your favorite Christmas movie, Carmen? My absolute favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, <laughs> and I will fight to the death that it is a Christmas movie. Hey, pal, how you feeling? Only John can drive somebody that crazy. He's an easy guy to like. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? I also love like White Christmas, Holiday Inn. I mean, I, I just love movies and I love Christmas movies, but I find the same depth in Die Hard as I do in It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about some of those parallels. Oh, and yeah. But I there are a lot of people who do not believe it's a Christmas movie. Just give it back. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas it movie. It's set on it Christmas is. Eve. Look, it, it's it's in Los Angeles in a skyscraper, so there's no snow around. There's but there are Christmas trees. You know, there's there's references to Christmas. Um, and when we were talking about this a while back, you had an interesting uh, uh, idea about the character of John McClane and and you know the parallels and things like that. So we don't need to summarize the plot. Everybody knows Die Hard. Everyone knows Bruce Willis. Um, just a little side note, you know, it's really heartbreaking to see his health deteriorate. Oh, with, it is. Um, Asphasia, I think it's called. Um, yeah. but his, his daughters and his family are uploading lots of little videos showing their interaction with him and stuff, and which is really nice, but um, very sad because, you know, he's just... Such it, a, it is very a, sad. My husband died of Huntington's disease, and I it's a different yeah. disease, but he did have aphasia, and I did watch him... Um, lose himself and not be able to communicate Mm. and it was a really tough time and so when I see individuals like that when I see it happen it flashes back on my life but what it makes me understand is that we're all human you can have all the money in the world you know the fame in the world It, it doesn't matter when these things happen you're just a regular person that's it and, he's, and good thing that he's got such a supportive family around him who are gonna yeah I mean even even make it comfortable ex, for him and yeah hopefully yeah. when the time comes it's not uh, painful and yeah and we'll just remember his great body of of work and oh my this, gosh what a great this was body. the film that really launched his uh, career as a movie star prior to that he was famous for his TV show Moonlighting we're right. watching that right now oh there you go yeah so yes it hunt, loaded so... it's available now in the US and so we're. We finished season one, and uh, I love the banter. It was a really fun show. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen a few episodes of it but way back in the day. It was a little bit before my time, but um, certainly I have a friend who was a writer on Moonlighting. And so I really love it. Yeah, she wrote Moonlighting. She wrote MASH. You know, she wrote a, uh, she had a really great career. And so I, I, it's fun watching, and I look for her, her name. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That makes it really fun. Awesome, awesome. So aside from being set on Christmas Eve, what makes Die Hard a Christmas movie? 
in your opinion? You know, John McClane's wife is named Holly. There you go, Holly. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Obviously, there's trees. Um, Christmas, for most people, is about being with family. John McClane was going to be with family, reclaim his family. Now, we can get real spiritual, and we can say, Jesus and Mary had to go to Bethlehem. They had to go travel far away to an unknown land so that they could do the census. John McLean, he hated California, uh, but he would do this for his family. He had no, it was unknown. He had no idea what he was walking into. Oh, no. One of the things I love about Die Hard that says to me it's a Christmas movie is the soundtrack. Uh-huh. And some of your listeners maybe haven't seen it, haven't seen it for a long time. There's one continuous movie a piece of music that plays throughout it and I love the instrumentation they do it in minor key and major key and we're able to see where the plot is going and it's masterful and that song is joyful joyful we adore thee yep which is a Christmas song yeah I didn't maybe start as one but that's become a Christmas song yes and so just the choice of the soundtrack I think is really important um their, their use of light and mm-hmm. darkness mm-hmm. is huge. Um, when I said I found this just as spiritual and meaningful as It's a Wonderful Life, Mr. Potter in The Wonderful Life, yep. what was his big thing, if you remember? He was all about money. That's yep. all it was. Yep. It was a money grab. Hans Gruber, he didn't come to do anything except take the money. That's it. Mm-hmm. $650 billion or whatever it was is what yep. he wanted. He's willing to let people die. So is Mr. Potter. Mm-hmm. We're going to take your home. We'll What's take your livelihood. So there's that similarity. You know, money, you know, the Bible tells us that love of money is the root of all evil. And you see that in both of those movies and other classic movies that have stood the test of time. And, and I know that, you know, we as people, we love stories, but we love stories that speak to us. Yeah. And those speak to us. You know, we all have a sin nature, but we all inherently want to be good people. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly fighting with, you know, the Satan on one side, angel on one side, however you want to yeah. phrase it. We're constantly fighting. And I think we you know we see this in this movie over and over and over. Why I think this is absolutely a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is not when it took place. It's not the family. It's not the trees. It's the message. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've never heard this or other people. I mean, maybe I'm just too deep. And I'm going, really, really? <laughs> but, and I can't think of his name. The character, um, Hans, Bubby, you know, uh, the smarmy guy. Oh, um, her Ellis. Her, Ellis. What's his name? Ellis. Yeah. Uh, yep. What, I mean, most obnoxious guy. Oh, yeah. You know who he played in this film? He was the Judas character. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. He betrayed, he was willing he betrayed to, him. He was willing to betray. Mm-hmm. So when we look at Christmas, in the Judeo-Christian Spirit. We're not talking about atheist or whatever, but it, I don't know about Australia, but we were founded as a Judeo-Christian nation. And our Christmas, though it has morphed into other things, 
it at its very core was about a baby coming to earth mm-hmm. to do what? To grow up, to save the world. That's the core of Christmas. So we wouldn't have salvation on that cross if we hadn't had that little baby. Mm-hmm. Now there's, you know, we can get into all kinds of spiritual debate. Did Jesus know as a baby what was going to, I don't think he knew. He was a baby. He took on human form. So like John McClain, who didn't know what he was walking into, neither did this little infant that showed up on Christmas. He had no yeah. idea. Yeah, no he had idea. no idea. But if we look at that story of his 33 years on earth and what happened, it was Judas that betrayed him. Yep. For what? For money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, you know, when I look at movies like this, I always look for who is who are all the different characters if we're gonna look at it from a spiritual aspect. Yeah. And that was Judas, right? Absolutely. Yep. He, that was my thought too. Yeah. His company, he his co-workers, his wife's husband, or you know, his friend's husband. That's the Judas character. Yeah. But if we have Judas, we have to have a savior. Mm-hmm. I believe this is a Christmas movie because it shows us that path that John McClain, who had no idea what he was walking into, but he was willing to give up his life to save his wife, mm-hmm. to save the people there. And to save whoever would have been hurt yep. when that building exploded. Yeah. He went up. It was masterful the way they wrote it because they could have had him going down. Mm-hmm. They could have had the action, it, you know, underground. Yeah. We've seen action movies underground, right? But I think they made a very de- deliberate choice yeah. to make it go up. That's right. And so when we have the Jesus character, we have the savior against all odds he's willing to go up and yeah. he's willing to sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice that's right and everyone's yeah. against him even the police on the ground who don't believe him who everybody thinks, who thinks he's behind it and he's he's really only got the two allies the street cop and um arlo he's limo driver but yeah but he's so oblivious doing the whole thing He's just down <laughs> in the know, basement having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a super time. That was that was that was so great. Yeah. So, you know, some of your listeners and viewers, they may not be spiritual people. They may go, oh, that's a real reach. And that's okay. Because it's a great movie just for entertainment value. Oh, it's a classic. It's okay yeah. not to see these parallels. But if we go back to it's a wonderful life, Jimmy Stewart didn't know what he was walking into. No. He had no idea. But he saved his family. He saved a town. Mm. Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life is the Jesus character. Yep. And when we look at the movies, whether they're holiday movies or just movies in general, you know, the ones that we love, the ones that stick with us, that we want to watch over and over, that we discuss, they are typically good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Good wins. There's a traitor. There's a savior. Yeah. So when we start screening movies and looking at them through that lens, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yep. Absolutely. It is it's absolutely amazing. And most of these movies that I love that I can see these, they're not, they weren't religious movies. But I think because 
we're always wanting that. We're yearning for salvation. We're warning, we're yearning for happy endings. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're, you know, so it's within us. We can't, we, you know, the writers are writing what's in them. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm overthinking this. No, yeah. no, no, you're not. I, and I think it's, I think it's a testament to the the influence of Die Hard and and its and its staying power in movies, you know, because really it was the first action film of its kind where it took the everyman, Bruce Willis, who was this, you know, um alcoholic, burnt out New York City cop, not a not a really tough guy, not an imposing guy, because this was the 80s. It was like Schwarzenegger, yeah. Stallone coming off the back of the Clint Eastwood Dirty Harry phase. So they were like the heroes of a big screen. Bruce Willis is like, who's this guy? How's he going to save everybody, right? Um, but like you said, he was driven to save his wife, get back and reunite with his family and, you know, do his job as, as a police officer. And it created this formula of putting the everyman into one location that he could just escape and save himself if he wanted to. But he's like, I've got to save the people here and I have to save this this institution or this location from being destroyed or used in in the wrong way and then these days when they're pitching action movies it's like all right so it's a diehard on a train diehard on a ship mm-hmm. diehard on a plane so it, it created this whole formula um yeah, and, yeah it and it's oh, definitely a Christmas another movie. thing couldn't agree more you <laughs> said it's in LA there's no snow there was snow all that money all yeah. that money going snowing yeah that was cool yeah. but they were able to reference snow mm-hmm. Because even, you know, we not everybody has snow. I lived for years in Hawaii with no snow. But that's our imagery. And so I don't think it's a mistake the way they said, hey, it's snowing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, well, be, I think this was a 1988 movie. But before that, there wasn't, there wasn't every man. But it didn't take place in a building. Like, yeah. like you say, die hard on a train, die hard in a tunnel, die hard. But the other movie I just love, and I watched it last year, and it is that every man was Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know what? <laughs> because it's just funny. Yeah. But what I like about Die Hard is it got really smart writing. Mm-hmm. Just when you're ready to go, ah, then, then he says something real yeah. smartly written and, yeah. and Bruce Willisian. and so yeah and then yeah. just quickly um the the Die Hard sequels are you a fan of those or is it just the first one for you I like them all when COVID happened we watched them all like in two nights yep and they progressively didn't get better let's say that mm-hmm. but you just can't get a bad action movie when you've got the cast they had yeah, I'd have to look back and see who were the writers. You know why? Mm-hmm. Wh- what was wrong? Yeah, I mean they're not ever going to be diehard original, but I think they're worthy. Yeah, and absolutely. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I enjoyed them. But what about you? Yeah, um, I definitely like um, the the original trilogy. Uh, the the second one at the airport is is fine. I, I love Die Hard with a Vengeance, the one in New York. Yeah, City. I thought that was yeah. Yeah, it was Simon Says the Cat and Mouse game. That was really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I did cool. enjoy the fourth one, um, Live Free or Die Hard. Um, and I thought they brought him back into it in a reasonably plausible way. Yeah. Um, and using the whole hacking and technology. 
And then the final one where he's in Russia with his son, I thought that was a bit of a mess. Yeah, up. that one should never have been made. No, I wasn't a fan of that. So That was but, the one that went, eh, yeah. yeah, but the, the original and, was just, it's so good. The original was just stellar. I mean, yeah. it was just a great cast and yeah. a great premise. And there was some setup for the future, mm-hmm. you know, sure. showing us the daughter. And then we find out, you know, she's yep. going to be involved. It was, it was just yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. I, yeah, but there's... There's just so much about it to me that makes it a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. even without the spiritual aspect that I hope some of your viewers have never thought about. Yeah. Because yeah, that's maybe. not usually an argument that I hear. No, no. I think it's, it's I think it's getting a bit of uh, traction online now that this is definitely a Christmas movie and not necessarily one you would, uh, you know, watch religiously on christmas day maybe some people do i mean there's other ones obviously like home alone and it's a wonderful life and and love and christmas story and elf and yeah you know there's some really classics that have to be watched every single year Mm -hmm. and i don't think die hard's one of those for most people um but i you know for me even if we eliminate the spiritual aspect i still think it is a christmas movie and worthy of of where it sits in yeah, history for sure. and mm-hmm. you know kicking off his his body of work as as a movie star and yep. you know it was just really great yeah. but i'm really glad i got to share my kind of unique viewpoint yes you did very unique viewpoint <laughs> we and, definitely had judas we definitely and, uh, had you know that's what the show's all about hopefully people will look at these films in a, in a new light and and if you didn't think this was a di- uh, christmas movie before well we've i think we've case closed i think we've uh We've uh, definitely supported that argument here. <laughs> so awesome. thank you once again, Carmen, for being on my. Oh, room. you are so welcome. Such You're a such a funny interviewer. You I I love I love this podcast. I love what you do, why you do it. It's it's just really fun. Thank you. And thank I you. think we we tend to take ourselves too seriously. We tend to worry too much. Mm-hmm. Life gets us down, mm-hmm. and it's just fun yeah. to have a, a you know an hour or whatever to to listen and then say, hey, this is a movie that I haven't seen for a while. I've never seen it ever. I mean, I really hope that you keep doing this for years and years and you turn plan to. Yeah. <laughs> some people into movies that they had never thought about or yeah. as I do, looking out in just a different way. Yeah. Oh, I got to see Elf last week. I babysat my grandkids. Nice. And yeah. my grandkids hardly ever get screen time, but we got to do pizza and movie and I got to watch my five-year-old watch elf <laughs> and it was his face yeah you know when you watch a movie through the lens of a little child you get to understand just the brilliance of that movie mm-hmm. and then we watched the christmas chronicles which was an okay movie it wasn't anything special but what i loved about that movie is he's watching it and the little girl jumps in the sleigh when santa's taking off and she's not supposed to be there and she's rolling around and my five-year-old grandson says what there's no seat belts and sleighs <laughs> outrage really? outrage uh, that's your takeaway there's yeah. no seat belts and sleighs. yeah so they're so observant yeah. aren't they they're just the things that yeah, they so being watch, you know being able to watch these movies with yeah. with with elderly with anybody you know doing it when it's just you and a friend that are the same age and have the same kind of lived experiences that's okay but when you bring in people uh, last year, we had a student from Ghana. We were the liaison for this exchange student. And so we took him to um, this dis- light display in the park. It's huge. 
I'm sure you have those there, right? Yeah. And so we're driving through, and what he's from Ghana, and Christmas in Ghana is inside. Mm-hmm. They don't do big displays outside. If they do it at all, it's in the house. So we're in here, and he goes, Carmen, who is this boy with the big head? Well, that's Charlie Brown. He had never heard of Charlie Brown. Uh, and then we get yeah. we're done with that, and then we keep on. And he goes, what is this green man? Well, that's the Grinch. <laughs> and so we're having to describe everything that we've taken for granted. He didn't know Rudolph. Wow. He didn't know any of these things. That was so much fun. Awesome. Explaining awesome. to him all these different movies and yeah. traditions that were in this park because he's from a country that has never seen these things. Mm. So that was pretty cool too. So movies will do that for us. Movies introduce us to yeah. concepts, to places, yeah. to characters that yeah. we don't know. Yeah. And it's really fun sharing them. So I Absolutely. thank you for letting me on the show. Oh no, it's my pleasure. And thank you very much. And uh I hope you have a lovely Christmas with your family and whatever you do. Enjoy the movies. And yes, uh, and you're hosting. So are you the cook or is it your wife? Oh uh, we you both we both do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll help out in somewhere. Well, and... enjoy that Christmas and <laughs> and yep. don't ever forget the childlike love of the season. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. Well, thank you, Carmen, and thank uh, you so much. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas, indeed. All right. Thanks. Talk to you soon. See ya. Yep. Hi, Julie. Welcome to my Christmas movie story. This is our special Christmas episode. Uh, it's the first one that we've we've done. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show. Um, for our viewers and listeners, Julie might make an appearance at some point down the down the line. Uh, but yeah, for now, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Julie? What do you do and where are you from? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Brian. I'm Julie DeLuca Collins, and I am a business and life strategy coach, also a speaker. And I am coming to you live from Connecticut, which is right between New York City and Boston. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've I've actually driven through Connecticut once on my drive from Boston to New York. I didn't stop there, but... um, Well, I am sure you drove by my exit because my exit is the (laughs) one where a lot of people stop. There's a famous deli in my exit and people tend to stop to go to the diner or the deli, which are in the same shopping plaza. Right. Awesome. Awesome. And and I believe the main city there is Stamford. Is that correct? Well, Stanford is one of the big cities, but Hartford, which is the suburb, I live in the suburb or Hartford, which is the capital. There's also New Haven, there's Bridgeport. Bridgeport is the largest city in Connecticut, but Hartford is uh, the capital city where I live. Oh, there you go. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was familiar with Stanford because I actually, um, many years ago, I worked on summer camps in America. Oh. Uh, We call it the Camp America Experience. And the mm. head office of Camp America in America is in Stanford, Connecticut. In Stanford, yeah. Um, and There's I some to, beautiful places and campgrounds in, in Connecticut. Yeah, my, my camp was in uh, Pennsylvania. and um, But, yeah, a lot of the people who I sent over to work on camp ended up in Connecticut, New York State, mm-hmm. New Jersey, all those places. So, yeah, definitely yeah. a nice part of America. Um, and you're a New Yorker originally. Uh, so that's yeah. that would be an interesting city to be in around Christmas and all of that um, it is it's one of the most beautiful places yeah, yeah beautiful to be there in the city 
definitely, definitely. And with Christmas just around the corner, like what are you, what are your traditions? What do you normally do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? What Yeah. what's your thing? So I, um, you know, it, it's funny, I, I am partially from New York, but to to be quite honest, I am from uh, also El Salvador. I spent the first All 10 right. years of my life there. My mom is from El Salvador, but my dad is from New York. And that's really why I identified being more of a New Yorker, because that's been the constant in my life. Um, So now since moving to Connecticut from New York City, you know, my mom lives in Georgia. My other sister lives in Miami. Um, so my husband has a very big family, yet even though they live here in Connecticut, they're about an hour from us. During Christmas, we typically have a Christmas party for the family. Um, and, you know, we have tons of people, nieces and nephews and grand nieces and nephews, and everybody gets together. It's not during Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. because most people, their nuclear families are spending time together. But New Christmas Eve, I host uh, an open house at, at our home. And this is the place that I want people to feel welcome. I'm always going to have an open house. You can come anytime between six o'clock, midnight, come for a drink, come for a cup of tea. I have some appetizers. We can play games or just talk or dance. Every, every, every year tends to take a different flavor depending on who's here. Um, And then Christmas Day, we have some really good friends, and they're sort of our adopted family. They adopt us for the holidays. They come here Christmas Eve. We go to their house Christmas Day, and we spend time with them. Um, and, you know, we we have created this little tradition. We've been married almost 12 years now with my husband and, and we go to our friend, our good friend's home. Um, and then in the morning, my husband and I, um, sometimes we may have family staying with us. My mom has been here in the last couple of years for Christmas day. So we open presents. I like to open at least one gift Christmas Eve and then the rest Christmas day. Uh, we have doggies and we don't have kids. So we tend to uh, have little gifts for the doggies as well. And then uh, we try to call everyone in our family and get everybody called before we leave the house. Right. But yeah, that's, that's what we tend to do. We hang out Fair in our enough. pajamas and, Yep. and uh, have a nice, lovely leisure breakfast <laughs> before Excellent. we get the day going. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear everyone, the different traditions that people have. And um, yeah, it's all about just getting together. And I, I really like the idea of how you have the open house on Christmas Eve. That's really nice. You know, um, be nice to just sort of drop in and, you know, catch up with people that way make sure you see as many people as you can around Christmas time Yeah. so yeah yeah I love beautiful it. And uh, my grandmother had that kind of a home. My grandmother in El Salvador, she always had a big Christmas, uh, a, a Christmas Eve party. And it was an open house where everybody can come. So I actually, for Christmas Eve, I tend to make uh, a Salvad
And obviously a big part of Christmas is the Christmas movies. And uh, we were chatting just before that you like to watch a lot of Christmas movies. I Um, do. and here you're, you're here today to tell us what your favorite Christmas movie is. Uh, and it's going to be a very well-received uh, choice because this is a very popular Christmas film. Um, uh, definitely in Australia, in England, where this film is from, it's, it's, a, it's a big favorite. So, yeah, tell us what is your favorite Christmas film, Julie, and we'll try and Well, sum it up as best as we can. <laughs> okay, so here we go. My favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. Universal Pictures invites you. What's the best sex you've ever had? Britney Spears. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> she was rubbish. To take everything you know about love. You have this kind of problem? Yeah, of course you did, you saucy mings. And multiply it by eight. you excuse me for one second okay that's done this will be hugh grant liam neeson colin firth laura linney emma thompson alan rickman rowan atkinson kira knightley christmas is the time to be with the people you love yeah i need a car this holiday season All you need oh. is love, actually. Are you seeing carols? I suppose I could. He's Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Steve. Which, again, I know it's a very popular film. It came out in 2003. Mm. And it's got obviously so many different characters, but I love... Um, the intercontactivity of the stories within the movie. And I, I shared with you earlier, I watch it at least twice every Christmas season. And my husband kind of rolls his eyes, but it, it's fun to watch and pick up a little bit
Yep. And uh, there's a part in the movie in which he's like, no, there is more of a connection. And I kind of messed up and I kind of let me kind of go back and, and mm. kind of rekindle that connection. So yeah, I like yeah. that. And of course, um, I like the story of Jamie and Aurelia, who yeah. Jamie plays uh, is um Again, Jamie is uh, he we see him in the very beginning of the movie. He's going to a wedding and um, he sadly finds out that his um, love uh, girlfriend is not being faithful. And I believe it's his brother. And I I think I just figured this out that it was his brother who she's being unfaithful with. Um, So he is a writer and he goes to the south of France to write and leaves England. Um, but while he is there, he connects with a young woman who is, uh, you know, helping around the house. She's Portuguese and they have the barrier of language. And yet they they're able to kind of connect in a different level. But and it's funny how in one of the scenes they're speaking um, and they're they're He's speaking in English. She's in Portuguese, but they're really not. And she's saying one thing and he's saying the same thing, but kind of like contradicting yep. what she's saying. And it's, yeah, it's funny. Right. It's a really fun <laughs> place. Funny. Yeah. It's yeah, still fun a way that. to communicate. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I love those two pieces mm. of it. But a- a- again, there's so many different plots that are going in and out. And yep. you wonder, like, what would I do in that circumstance? Or how would I have mm. handled something like that? So yeah. that's also um, yeah. the the piece that I really like. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and there's something for everyone in this film, you know. And it's yeah. it's not a film that, you know, uh, I'm going to say men typically who might dismiss mm-hmm. it as like a sappy love story. You know, there is something for everyone in this, you know. And I mm-hmm. I, I watched it out of curiosity when it first came out, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that was that was really cool. It was different. It was yeah. refreshing, you know. And um, I I liked the story of Liam Neeson and his son. Uh, or his, mm-hmm, his yeah. wife's son. I think it's his stepson. Yeah. His wife has passed away. The son then says, I'm in love. And the dad's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's in love with his right. girl at school, learns the drums for her. And then, you know, at the end, that chase through the airport, oh, just brilliant. It's just really, yeah, really heartfelt story, that one. I really liked that. Yeah. And I have to admit, I love the, that. And the, and the one with the guy who wants to go to America just to so he can school with chicks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, That's that was, a funny that one. was good. That was the comic relief of the film for sure. For some of those, yeah, that ones. that was. And it's funny how they kind of like interjected. Mm. And uh, my my husband is like, you know, this is not realistic. I'm like, it's a movie. It's okay. Yeah, they yeah, can take some poetic display, license. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's so it's good and. I, I like the, you know, the other piece of the movie too, um, and this is the the wedding that it kind of opens up on the scene is yeah. uh, Juliet, Peter and Mark, right? The the three characters and how the best man um, is, it, 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 he is in love with the bride and you kind of come yeah. up with that after a while. Um, but the realization that he, she has when she realizes that, wait a minute, he doesn't hate me, um, was making assumptions that that's how, you know, that he disliked me or, mm. and again, um, we do that a lot in life. We make assumptions about what other people think, and we have no idea what is going on behind yeah. their mind. And I, I like that part of the story too, that, yeah. you know, it, it's a good reminder for all of us that don't take, um, you never know what someone is thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. And, and you know, love takes on many different forms. And, 
there's different yeah. levels of it there's like the, there's the infatuation there's the, mm -hmm. the the crush there's the uh yeah. you know the the lost love and then helping someone else find love which is the lean mm -hmm. next you know son storyline and yeah. then the, the pm who thinks he has to act a certain way but he's like well i'm i'm feeling something here i, I can't yeah i can't deny that because it ends up driving him crazy and then interspliced with all of those you've got that song mm -hmm um by bill nye this washed up old pop star yeah. who has some of the funniest scenes in <laughs> yeah. the film as well and even he has yeah. a love story right he has yeah, a love his story manager, of his his manager who yeah. has been there throughout time and and we take for granted we we think love the ultimate kind of love is either the parent and child yeah. or the um, the husband and wife or romantic love but there's other relationships can be as meaningful and deep as well yeah. and yeah. you know yes there's a beauty between parent and child there's a beauty between husband and wife or or you know the partners but mm. there's also the ability to we don't have to feel alone because we're surrounded by other people who we can have deep and meaningful relationships with as well that's right. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's set at Christmas, it's like, that's what's mm -hmm. bringing everyone together. All those yeah. who are alone realize like, I don't want to be alone anymore. And then they're like, mm -hmm. this is, this is my chance to, to show love for this person on Christmas. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice yeah. tie in, you know, and it was a, it was yeah. a refreshing take on Christmas because really in this film, Christmas is kind of more just like the backdrop really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it's sort yeah. of the the lead up to christmas it's three weeks to christmas two weeks to christmas you know mm -hmm. it's more about the characters but then it all it all everything all happens on christmas eve and you know it's uh yeah it's a yeah the the ending the way how all the different scenes play out was really nice and yeah and yeah i i love it and i think that that's the 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 case that we forget um you know we we talk about the christmas season let's stop and be aware um, and yeah, I, I love that we take time, we pause, we hopefully are reflecting, yeah. um, but kindness, right? Or um, showing up for other people, connecting with others, that's not something that only should happen at Christmas. It could be something that we carry on throughout the year. And I love that theme as well, Definitely. because I think that however the relationships tend to evolve with the background, but with the backdrop of Christmas, mm -hmm. these relationships are relationships that are going to, you know, keep going in real life will happen, but yeah. you can make a choice of how you're going to show up in these relationships as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm making it deeper than it may, but maybe. Oh, no, I, I think I it's that. very deep. I think it's, a yeah, when you, when you stop and look at it, you know, and the, and the stories and the characters and what's going on. Yeah. There's definitely some deep yeah. truths there. And yeah, again, like I think something for everybody, you've got the, the drama, you've got the romance, you've got the, you've got the comedy. And then that very unusual little subplot about those two stand-in actors who are standing in for some oh, sex scene yes. or something. <laughs> that's right um, and they're naked the whole and, time and they're just having a conversation like it's any old you know and then they they end up becoming right. a couple as well <laughs> so it was yeah it was really yeah. interesting yeah that's that's a funny one because you know they're they're filming i guess like a a, a sex movie and here yeah. they are just yep. kind of acting nonchalant and yep. but then it so goes back to right <laughs> like you you can have a physical connection with someone but it's the actual conversation and getting to know someone that creates mm. the deeper connection. And at the end, I, um, so they're John and Judy, I believe they're, they're, are their names and they, they create this connection in which they, they've gotten to know each other mm. and gotten past sort of, 
the physicality of what they're doing into just really paying attention to who who they are yeah. and yeah i like that definitely yeah and yeah. such a great and, cast you know you've got hugh grant yeah. liam neeson um kira and emma thompson yeah Emma thompson the late great yeah. rickman uh, oh my goodness he was Rowan amazing Atkinson. in that movie too in a yeah. very funny scene where he's filling the bag up and all. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was great. And then I love how he also shows yeah. up um, at the end of the movie in the airport scene. Yep. Um, and Sam, the young man who had lost his his mom and Liam Neeson pay, plays the dad, okay. how um, he kind of intercedes in, the, in a very nonchalant kind of way in his own way and right. kind of plays a role too in the movie yeah. there. So yeah, I like great. that. It's great, yeah. And it's 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 a it's a film you can go back and you can try and absorb mm -hmm. all the stories or you can just go back and just watch and focus on one story. And they're all like fully fleshed yeah. out stories. Yeah. And the way they put it all together was very smart, I thought. And um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Together. And, what, and just, they... what just popped in my mind was I think maybe about five years ago they did that little short film, Love Actually, where they, they brought some of the actors back. It was like a 15-minute short oh. film or something. Have you... You didn't see that? I've not seen that? that. I'm gonna have to yeah. go Google. I think it's on YouTube. That. Yeah. And I think okay. it's set, I think it's set on Valentine's Day. And it's like catching up okay. with characters. I'm pretty sure it was twenty eighteen, so fifteen years. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna have to go see what's happening. Yeah, okay. it's some little uh it's some little um short film that says where are they now sort of thing. And I think Hugh Grant's back. Nice. Liam Neeson, the the guy okay. that, that was in love with his friend's wife. I think they bring them all back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. I, I, because you do wonder like, okay, this is a snippet. This is a, a short um, snapshot of one season in life. Right. And we yeah. have so many different seasons and mm. so much could change within a season. Can you imagine with multiple years passing by? So, oh, that's intriguing to me. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, wait cool. to see it. Yeah, I'll really have cool. to, I'll have to send you a message and tell you what I yes. think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could maybe do a little follow-up podcast about yeah. 15 minute short film. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the podcast might go longer than the film. We'll see how we go, but, um, but who yeah. Knows? But, who um, knows? Yeah, thank you, Julie. Thanks for coming on and sharing your Christmas. Yeah, story you're welcome. And uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you in a future episode, maybe. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's right. No spoilers there, but um, but yeah, thank you, and and have a terrific yeah. Christmas and uh, safe oh, holidays. Brian, season. you too. And uh, yeah, Absolutely. thank you for sharing your Christmas story with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having such a fun show and for allowing us to uh, share our fond memories and thoughts on the movies that we love. So keep yeah. doing what you're doing and Merry you. Christmas to you and your family. Thank you um, very much. And I hope it's Thank a beautiful you. season. Thanks a lot, Julie. All right. Take you're care. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah.